I'm George Faust. And I'm Madeline Adams. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY presents Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Hi, hello, and welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. I'm George Faust. We begin this week and tonight with softball. They won the regular season Sunbelt Championship last weekend, the first goal every season for the Cajun softball program. On this year's to-do list, well, you can check that off as Louisiana accomplished that mission with a sweep of Coastal two weekends ago. It's the program's 17th regular season title in the 20 years in the Sun Belt as crowned a champion. But this year, the championship is a little more meaningful, perhaps, because the Sun Belt Conference overall was tough, having four teams in the top 40 in the national RPI. Our conference is really good this year, and so to, to get it over with and and have it uh, have the championship in hand before the last weekend, huge accomplishment for our girls. And then when you compound that with the um, the way we've had to use the entire roster to put a team out there each week to compete our best, it's been different kids and all the different things that have happened to this ball club. Um, it's really been a special uh, season. And the Raging Cajuns taking care of business against UL Monroe in that final weekend as well. Still to come here on the show, Inside Cajun Nation, UL Baseball carving out its baseball identity. We're going to talk about that when we return in 90 seconds right here on Inside Cajun Nation. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Oh, we are back on the show inside Cajun Nation. We welcome you back and we tell you a little bit about college baseball now where the Raging Cajuns are always looking to improve, can work toward that goal in their final non-conference matchup. And this one's a weekend setup with North Alabama. They finished off the weekend with the Lions, while the Cajuns have struggled a bit in weekend series as of late, they are, there are things this team is able to do at a high level. And honing those skills in the pack mentality is a process that the team is building. Head coach Matt Deggs says this team's identity is continually being altered and improved with a specific end in mind. We're going to pitch the snot out of it, fastball location. Uh, we're going to have a put-away pitch. We're going to be able to field position, hold runners. We're going to dominate routine plays. We're going to play with awareness. Going to be able to be a tough out at the dish, execute when called upon, and, and drive in big runs. Uh, and so when you step back and, and you just take a, a, a view from you know 30,000 feet and look at it, try to remove yourself from the equation, we haven't been that great at those things. And so when I say identity, I say, well, you know what we are good at? We can strike people out on the bump. We can make great plays defensively. I think TR showed that uh, this weekend, as well as a lot of other guys. And we have the ability to run the ball out of the ballpark. Uh, all of those three attributes are things that you would love to have, but they're not the way you draw it up. Uh, and so that's kind of what I mean by that. I would like to see us continue to play to be more dangerous and, and play off of our strengths and form that identity heading down the stretch. All right, the Raging Cajuns finishing out conference play coming up over the next two weekends. 
as they get set for the postseason Sunbelt Conference Tournament. Coming up next on Inside Cajun Nation, we're going to chat with assistant track coach Tommy Battle when we return right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Back to Inside Cajun Nation, George Faust alongside uh, UL assistant track coach Tommy Battle. He's been a football coach, a high school football coach for many years across uh, Acadiana. Now he's at UL. Been there how many years now, Coach? I got back here in August of 2018. So all right, so uh, about three years. Well, technically, technically my third season, but we didn't have uh, an outdoor last year because of COVID. So uh, only my second outdoor season since I've been back. Gotcha. So so now you guys having a little bit of success uh, with regards to how the track program is going. And like I've told you before, I don't know a whole lot about track. I know a little bit. And uh, it's it's uh, it's definitely something that a lot of people are interested in. I, I, I was telling a, a friend of mine that I was going to, you know, try and track you down and talk to you a little bit about some track going on over there at UL. And he was like, yeah, do that. It's all I, lo I love hearing about that. I said, OK, well, so so just tell me a little bit about this season so far and how you guys have uh, uh, been doing, because it seems like uh, recently there's been some success. Yeah, well, uh, first of all, you know, it, it is a, still a, a, a pretty big sport in South Louisiana. You know, track is a is a is a very well, well respected sport. Uh, it still is somewhat of a spectator sport. You know, uh, I've got some athletes from outside the area that that uh, when we had our home meet back in March, we're we're pretty amazed at the attendance. Um, we actually had to limit the attendance for a track meet, which is very unusual in many parts of the country. Yeah, so so that's first of all, that's a that's a a, a real really cool thing that the track is still significant in uh in our in our local community. Um, that said, you know one of the things that when I went back in eighteen, um, you know I I I talked to Coach Lon, the head coach, and you know we we sat down and we kind of made a game plan and and we we talked about you know three years from now, four years from now, five years from now, where can we be? And we had to we had to hit the ground running, and we, we had to do some recruiting, and you know we had to upgrade, and we had to we had to build some depth. And so right now on the women's side, we have 30 freshmen because without COVID last year, all of last year's freshman group is still freshmen. Mm. And then you have the incoming group that's freshmen. So uh, that's a very unique uh, um, dynamic at 30, 18, and 19 year olds on our team. And so that's been a, that's been a, a little bit of a challenge. And on the, on the men's side, we, um, you know, with, you know, the, the NCAA only allows us 12 and a half scholarships. And so because of that, on the men's side, it, it really is a challenge to build depth with, with that limit, you know, of, uh, of money available. It's not UL, it's the NCAA. So uh, they're, they've been very supportive. Uh, uh, the, the, the athletic director, you know, Brian Maggard has been extremely supportive of, of what we're trying to get accomplished. And so what's happened is, is we've taken these, you know, basically a brand new track team over the last two years. We went out, hit the ground running. We, we uh, did a great job recruiting on both sides of, of uh, uh, men and women. And, uh, and so we, we've made some inroads for sure. And, uh, you know, we, we went to the indoor conference meet this year. And uh, the men were third. Uh, the women had been ninth three years in a row, and we were fourth. Uh, so we, you know, we've gotten quite a bit better with a very young team. And so at the end of the indoor meet, we had a little, 
<clears throat> the guys had a little, you know, maybe a little drawing going on with Arkansas State, which has happened in other sports, I believe. Sure. And, uh, and so I told the guys, hey, hey, look, they beat us fair and square, man. You know, it, it's our job to get better. But I said, just know something. You can't have a rivalry without a rival. And I said, so the fact that we're even joined with them means that they know we're coming. And so it was very rewarding almost that we were in a position to actually be maybe talking a little smack back and forth, you know, right. uh, on the women's side, uh, you know, being so young uh, and having, uh, you know, fairly nice success early, it kind of got us ready for our first outdoor season. So you have all of these freshmen that, uh, that did not get to compete because of COVID. We were actually practicing on Thursday, right for our first outdoor meet last year when we got the email telling us to go home. We thought it was going to be a couple of weeks and you know, right. it was going to be back normal. And who would have ever thought that we would have been a, a – I didn't go back to work till August 6th. <laughs> so uh, we had anticipated. And so and so we, 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 we go to, the, to this outdoor season after having a little bit of success indoors. And, and both the men and the women, uh, you know, have really, really come with um, – great expectations and they come to practice every day. And so we got to take relays and uh, our women made the final. We had the third fastest time. And in the final um, of the collegiate division, we were able to, to, to win the meet and to win the Texas relays from three years ago when they didn't even have a team that could go to the, to the meet. We didn't have anybody in the meet. Uh, it's a very highly prestigious meet that, uh, that kind of sent some shockwaves around, the, the, the track world and uh, it kind of like I posted after the meet you know it, it kind of signaled that our track program might be back you know we uh, George has been a long time since we won a conference championship yeah. you know and our the built team that that can do that yeah well so so you you've kind of got you fast forward to now and uh, I guess what what has been going right for you recently that uh, it seems like and who who has been performing well for you uh, with regards to uh, you guys kind of catching people's eyes and and people kind of recognizing y'all? So, um, I would say the biggest uh, you know positive about this group of athletes is they're motivated to be good. So they come to practice every day and they work really hard. Track is you know track is a very unique sport. I mean we you know um, there's no ball that you can catch, you know, there's no ball that you can shoot. And so you're, you're out there every day. And we like to joke, there's even t-shirts, you know, but we basically do for sport what other sports do for punishment, right? Make people run. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, you know, we, uh, you know, part of being really good in track is, is being motivated enough to show up every day and do the work. And so I, I just got to say across the board, um, you know, our athletes come to practice every day, motivated to be good. And they see the big picture. You know, they know that they're not where they need to be, but they're getting a whole lot closer if they come to practice every day and get better. And I would like to think that we, we're building a culture of a work ethic. You know, that's kind of my, 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 my deal. You know, I built some teams before. Yes. And uh, one of the things I tell you is there's really no shortcut to be good everybody wants a magic pill 
everybody wants a magic formula, the beautiful, you know, the, the perfect workout. And there's no such thing. You know, you show up every day and get better. Absolutely. So as far as, you know, you know, our women's four by one relay, one Texas relays. Um, but we're kind of the standard that we have in track is uh, how many people qualify to the next level, which is the NCAA uh, championships. And so the NCAA championships are multi-tiered in track. So you go to a site and you have a regional championship. So there's one on the east side of the uh, country. There's one on the west side of the country. So our goal is to qualify as many people over to Jacksonville, Florida, the last week of May. That's kind of the top 48 people in every event get to go to that. Oh, okay. So the record number of kids we've had to go to that is, is 12 or 13. And as of today, we already have 18 people qualified, men and women. So that, that's been a blessing, you know. And okay. so we feel have maybe an, a potentially another five or six that could get there so we could have more than 20 which we used to take a van to regionals we've already chartered a bus <laughs> that's a good problem to have coach uh, stay with us here we're going to be back here on inside cajun nation more with ul assistant track coach tommy battle when we return right here on inside cajun nation Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. We are talking with UL assistant track coach Tommy Battle. He also coached football, high school football, uh, for a number of years across the Acadiana area. And, Coach, uh, we were talking a little bit about uh, the similarities and differences between coaching, I guess, track and coaching uh, football. You coached high school football around here. You might have coached something else that I don't know about, but ever since I've been here, 20, almost 20 years, I know you as a football coach more than a track coach. So uh, I, I'm guessing kind of the mental aspect of the game stays the same with regards to whatever sport you're coaching. Well, the biggest difference is I think football is the ultimate team sport, right? You can you can get 11 guys uh, together in football that will believe in the system, uh, uh, you know, will believe in the vision, and, and, and they can actually overcome maybe a more talented team, and honestly, more times than not, uh, whereas track is, is a, a way different animal. You know, you got, a, you got a bunch of people who generally migrate to track because they have an a individual uh, – uh, they're, they're more individual thinkers. And so you have this very, very uh, diverse group of people that, that kind of think independently and you're trying to mold them together into a team. And it's, it's not an easy task, honestly. And um, I always use the, the, the kind of the theory that if everybody comes to practice and track to get theirs, and everybody has the same attitude, then then they'll help other people get theirs because they're going to pull each other to be better. So it's almost, uh, honestly, almost in track to be really good at it, you have to be selfish. Huh. But in being selfish, you actually can help other people who are selfish to achieve their goals too. It's kind of a crazy sport. Right. So it's, it's different than football and different than Definitely. basketball or something like that, yeah. or baseball for that matter. Uh, I, I can take a, a freshman in, in, in track, right? And it's a very, uh, it's not a very subjective sport. The times, the eye in the sky don't lie. That's what I say, right? Okay. So yeah. you know, it's automatic timing. And so uh, I can take a freshman and five years later, I can, I can pretty much see a progression of improvement. 
Whereas in, in football, it's not so much cut and dry, right? It's matchups. It's who you're playing against. It's, it's, uh, it's you know, uh, if I'm an offensive lineman, do I match up against the guy I'm playing with all night long? Does my offense match up against their defense? Does their offense match up against our defense? There's a lot more to it. In, in, uh, in track, our, our, our little saying is, when the gun goes off, we do what we do, right? Uh, I mean, so there's not a lot, a lot of, of that kind of, of, of thought process uh, matching up and all that. Now, uh, the, the, the main difference, though, is there is nobody that you have to rely on in track. When I line up in those blocks, the mental aspect of track changes completely because when I get in those blocks and I'm in between those lanes, there is nobody to blame but me. But at the end, I get all the glory too. Whereas in football, if I'm the quarterback and the right guy and the right guard misses his block and the quarterback gets creamed, well, then ain't the quarterback's fault. It's the right guard's fault. Right. But in track, there ain't no right guard. <laughs> There's no Michael Orr, right? He's not protecting your blind you know, side there. <laughs> right. In, in basketball, you know, it's three seconds left, and I throw, you know, I throw a pass to the forward, he shoots a three and misses. Well, that's on him. Yeah. Right? On me, I threw the pass. <laughs> but in track, nobody's shooting a three-point shot. Is I'm shooting the three-point shot every time. Think about it. So if I'm a basketball guy, every time the game's on the line, I'm shooting the shot. Whereas in track, every time I line up on the line, I'm shooting the three-point shot. There's nobody else but me. So the mental aspect of track is different for sure. Yeah. Uh, if I'm on the runway and I'm a long jumper and I, and I run down and I foul, well, and then I run down the runway again and I foul. Well, now I only got one shot. That's it. There, there is no, there, there's no like, uh, what's that, that on, on a, I want to be a millionaire. You know, you can't yeah. call a friend. <laughs> no, no phone, dollar, yeah, phone a friend. <laughs> yeah. You got to go down there and hit the board and make a jump. So I like that part. Honestly, it, it's, it's a very objective sport. It's kind of cut and dry. I mean, I, I, I've been coaching track since 1981. And I don't remember a, a parent calling me because I didn't play their kid. <laughs> Because That's they, quite can, an they can see point. the time, you know, they can see the time or the distance just like I can. Yeah. So if if jumping twenty two feet and my kid's jumping nineteen feet, he ain't going to the meet. Right. right? There's it's cut and dry right there. Yeah, that and alleviates some issues with the coaches and the parents, I guess, a little bit. <laughs> Having coached my son in, in baseball, I, I kind of understand that a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I enjoy coaching both. You know, a lot of people ask me, which one do you like more? And, and honestly, I've coached them. I've coached them uh, so long. And I don't really, I, I really can't say I enjoy one over the other. I, I, I will say I, I do like the progression of track. I, I'm a little bit of a nerd uh, <laughs> in my, my coaching, I guess. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a guy that likes to, to plan and prepare. My, my, my practice organization is real. You know, I, I do things in sequence. And so track lends itself to that kind of thought process. You know, gotcha. it's, it's a cerebral coaching. It's more, it's very cerebral in its coaching. Um, I, I take a freshman and I, I progress them through some things that they need to learn. 
And then ultimately, hopefully four or five years from now, they're accomplishing the things that we set out to do when they were fresh. Let me ask you this as we uh, kind of wrap it up here. Uh, final question. You guys getting ready for the Sunbelt Championships. I believe you, you're wrapping up a meet this weekend. Uh, and so you'll, you'll do that and get ready for the Sunbelt. Uh, what preparation goes into getting ready for uh, a conference meet? Well, one of the biggest things is having everybody healthy. You know, so um, one of the, you know, I have, a, I have a really, really good trainer right now. And, and her and I talk about this, but, but one of the differences between a team sport and, and maybe, maybe track is if I, if I sprain my ankle in football and it's, it's 90%, I, I can tape my ankle up and, and probably play pretty good. But if I'm running the 100 and I hurt my ankle in, 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 in the 100 and I'm at 90%, I'm going to get my butt whipped. So track, we got to be as close to 100% healthy as possible. So at this time of the year, we, we train at a very high intensity, but we rest and recover and rehab as hard as we, we train. So we, we say we train hard, we, we rest hard because we have to be healthy when we go into the meet. Um, you know, I, I, I always use horse racing analogies a lot to explain to people how track works. Yep. But you know, the Kentucky Derby's tomorrow. Yeah. And be a handful of, of horses that started as two year olds and then and then started their three year old season that were favorites to, to be able to run in the Kentucky Derby. But somewhere along the line, an injury stopped yep. them from even entering, right? So you can't win the Kentucky Derby unless you're actually one of the 20 horses in the race. Yeah. And part of a track coach's responsibility is to get their athletes to the penultimate meets, which is conference and regionals and nationals, healthy to feel confident that they can go 100%. And so right now, that, that's really what we're doing to make them feel good about themselves. Good stuff. Coach Tommy Badoff, thanks so much for the time. I, I, I just remember the old days when I'd, I'd truck out to the football field, come to interview you, talking a little high school football. Now it's, uh, now it's UL track. <laughs> That was the that was the calm, cool Tommy battle. Is that right? Is that right? That, that, well, you know, was whatever works. Coach, you know, so I was a maniac coaching football, George. <laughs> it's okay. I I, I enjoy that. It, it's it makes for good TV theater on first and ten. Yes, <laughs> Coach, thanks so much for the time. Yeah, no yeah. problem. And uh, look forward to talking to you in the future. And, uh, and good luck in uh, in the in all the future meets you guys got the rest of the way here. If we have, we have conference on May fifteenth, if somehow the Cages can come out on top, I expect another interview, man. Uh, all right, you got it. You got it. We can book it right now. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much for the time. Hey, that's going to do it for this edition of Inside Cajun Nation. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.